Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Working Class Bowhunter podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. I think I left about 4 No one honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding <laughs> getting ready for this deer to stand up. So. Glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. <laughs> See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. <laughs> that one that one arrow cost me $33,000. Just aiming too long and just moved a little bit and it's like oh no it fired you know crap i knew as soon as it left it was just a little high but he came right out in the field made a scrape right in the cornfield started grunting walked 30 yards made another scrape you're listening to the working class bow hunter that's right this is the podcast for billy joe lunch bucket the working man just like me and you my name's travis t-bone turner from the bone collector thank you for tuning in You had as many bucks in your wallet as bucks mounted on your wall. You'd have well, give or take six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to uh, Letterkenny problems. If you ever want to see some of those funny Canadians, which you might hear one tomorrow if you're tuning in, very possible. Uh, go check them out on YouTube. This is episode number seventy-seven. We're inchworming our way to one hundred episodes. We are, we it's are, gonna we happen. Are. We are at 1600 Buckslayer Place right here in the Bucketorium. As always, sunny Sherrard, Illinois. My name's Steve, and... It's kind of dark out right now. It, well, you know what, man? Just nobody knows what time we recorded this. Oh, yeah. So as far as true, I know, right? it's that's very... True. It's a podcast. Okay. Well, just saying. It's Kurt, sunny Sherrard. Kurt here, as always. Yep. Eric's here, too. And back by popular demand, old Gino, Gene Miller's uh, joining us. I'll Elmer. say hello again, Elmer. world. Oh, man, Elmer. <laughs> Elmer Miller. Fud. No fud. Or glue. <laughs> or glue. <laughs> you know, uh, we uh, we honestly could not do this um, without Smith's Custom Meats and uh, Deer Processing. Right there in beautiful, beautiful Viola, Illinois. You know why we couldn't do it? Because not it's... only is he a meat processor, that guy is my uh, spirit animal, Scott. Your spirit animal, huh? That guy um, is always positive, always smiling, and um, he gives me a reason to be a better human being. 
He's trying to get he you idle? to just move on. No, plus he pays us an awful lot of money. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, not true. We believe in his product. Uh, we do. We do. Uh, Scott's a good guy. Check him out. And you know what? Uh, we, Deer processing, just in case you didn't catch what Steve Oh, yeah, everywhere. yeah. You gotta, we talked more about how good a person he is, which is true. But you got to talk about He's also what good he at what he does, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy's a great guy and can cut a deer like nobody's business and put it in a package and taste delicious. But, I tell you what, like I've tried a lot of processors over the last 20 years, and this is the first year I've tried uh, Smith's Custom, and right. I'm going to be a repeat customer now. We it weren't took me lying. away from it is, a couple other ones. It is awesome. I'm it glad is. we actually have someone now to back us up. Right. Know, that's blowing sure. smoke, you know. You know, I'm pretty or, skeptic or, or sometimes. Yeah, with, with, with Gene, if you don't like something, you boycott it. Oh, like, I do boycott it. That's, you know, that's part of my background. No, that, you do. <laughs> I, and, you know, I've you know from talking, you're like, yeah. If I don't like a place, if you know they do me wrong, yeah, I'm done. Now no, it's over with. Yeah. So it's kind of a that if if you can get Gene in and be loyal, you're doing something right. Yeah. Well, you, you know could what? Throw a rock and hit a processor, but you know, so there's many of them to check. So there's repeat one right there. Right. You, you know who I don't think you're going to boycott anytime soon, uh, Mister Moneybags, Creative Critters. Taxidermy. Oh, one of the best Mark around. Ryan, the right there best. In, in, in lovely Geneseo. I, th- I think you got Viola's, it mixed up. It's beautiful Geneseo. So you want to do lovely Viola, beautiful Geneseo? Not, right, not as sunny Viola, beautiful Geneseo. Yeah, yeah but totally the, sun started, this time. The, sun, the sun started shining down there a little bit more, you know, global warming and all that. Right. So we're good. Yeah. Snow's melted and stuff over there. A little bit. So it got, you know, <laughs> there's not enough salt. On, there's not any salt on the road. So it's, it's lovely. Creative Critters right by the canal. This is right yeah. off the canal. Yeah. Yep. You know, I've, <clears throat> excuse me, I've watched Mark and known Mark for, like I said, 35 years and even through school and everything and the art classes we were involved with, that guy was so meticulous and so imagine. tedious and so detail-oriented. It was incredible. And Can he, he draw? His, oh, yeah. Yeah, he could draw. He could really? do pottery. That guy's talented. He could do pottery? Yeah, I think so. Like Uh-oh. slap the clay nice. on the wheel yeah. and like. <laughs> yeah, I can see, I can see uh, Mark making like mugs and stuff. He should make. Yeah. Cr- I love creative critters taxidermy. It's mugs. like a scene from Ghost. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah we've probably done that. But I mean, his work and everything. It's 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 worth the wait. He's he's slow a little bit for a great reason. But he's, he's one guy and he's backed detailed. up. Yeah. You know, he's backed up. He's meticulous. He's it's work. perfect. There's no corners cut yeah. with creative critters. There's yeah. not. Um. I mean, it's not Good like stuff. you're gonna. It's not like you're gonna go to a Ferrari dealership and be able to get one right away. You know, it takes time to get things like this. So, well, you know, in good if you quality. Want the, that's exactly. The you know, you don't, he's like, not just stamping them out. You know, right. half half breed, and then he's putting out some of the best work. It's like tattoos. Cheap and fast tattoos probably aren't the best tattoos. Yep. Um, Ask me how I know. They usually get <laughs> those covered up. Yeah, you can get them covered up. I mean, Mark has fixed a lot of other local taxidermist work. Um, and if that doesn't really prove how good Mark is, then... Uh, well, if you get a chance, look at the fish he did. Yeah, he redid this. It was a northern... Northern pike. Northern pike, northern pike and it looked like it was a skin-mount fish. It looked like someone had rolled it down a hill, buried it, tried to catch it on fire, ran it over with a semi, and then put it through a paper it, shredder. Put it through a paper shredder, and then someone shit on it. And then, <laughs> and then took it to Mark and was like, hey, man, can you fix this? And I remember talking to Mark about it when he got it in his shop. I was there. I'm like, what is that thing? That looks like something <laughs> out of a horror movie. Like, it looks like a mummified fish. And uh, he's like, oh, I know the guy. And, you know, he really wants to restore it. It had some sentimental value to the guy, right? It was yeah, like his it was dad's. His, it was his buddy's, uh, his buddy who passed away, if I remember the story right. So, I mean, he literally, his wife, was, his widowed wife was throwing it away, and he grabbed it out of the garbage and... 
Uh, Mark did a phenomenal job on it. Most other taxidermists would have just thrown it back in the garbage, and I think they even told him that, man, don't even touch that. Yeah, and he, he was on the forums. looked like it came right out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it really did. It, he was on the taxidermy forums like, man, I would walk away from that and just do another replica for the guy. Like, it was a skin mount. He's like, you know, I'm going to fix it. And he had before and after pictures, and you would not even think it was the same yeah. thing. That was the most beautiful fish I've ever seen. Yeah, it it's, it's like a... Um, it's like taking an old rusty car and just turning it into a beautiful, freshly painted hot rod is what it was. Really, it, it was you know, just amazing. Much. They say there's plenty of fish in the sea, but uh, for Mark, <laughs> he uh, he took that one fish that no one else wanted and he turned it into a beautiful thing. So that he did. Did you like that, man? <laughs> <A> little Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know what? Uh, you know, I've been. We need, those, we, who's next, dude? Who's I've been looking at. Uh, you go to Badlands Packs uh, Instagram page. And they just posted, I'm sure they're on the website, BadlandsPacks.com, but they got some super cool shirts, and I'm going to buy all those, I think. Five new You're going to buy designs. all the shirts, they're, huh? Oh, dude, there's three new men's designs and two women's designs, so buy the women's for sleeper shirts. No one has to know. See if they'll throw in a mug. That's right. right. He wants that Badlands cup. I don't um, want that thing. It's it's uh, it, Dude, it's not available right now. It's on back order. Check, check out Badlands Packs. Um, most of you guys are probably familiar with them. Um they make pretty much they have big, uh, I guess, binocular holsters. Uh, holsters. What, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a the strap you put around your neck. They're awesome. It's got the magnet. Yeah, and it holds it right, out, right in front of you, like the yeah. binocular straps. Yeah, binocular yeah. holster. Did, um, you know. They make the hip quivers for 3D shoot or when you're in the yard practicing everything you could ever want. Um, so check them out, BadlandsPacks.com. Boom. Um, we have a social media shout out this episode, Byron. Horton, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he uh, said, "Love the show." Hashtag. What do you What do you say? Bush Latte Club. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag Bush, Bush Latte Club. That's awesome. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, man. And uh, good luck to you this season. You know what, By- uh, Byron? I know you're a fan of the show. You need to come up to Sherrard, and we'll take you to one of the local taverns. They have bottle service there because uh, we had uh, we had a little bit of dinner before the um, before the episode tonight. Kurt bought, of course, and. When I asked for a uh, a bush latte, working class bow hunter company card, <laughs> yeah, Kurt's credit card. <laughs> so they brought a debit card, fool. They brought me a uh, a bush latte in a bottle, and um, yeah, fancy place, man. That's bottle service for you. So come to Sherrard. Pinky out, pinky out. Oh, you need to get a. That's right. Huh? Um, we forgetting something? No, we're not forgetting something. Gene's got something he wants to talk Gene, about. Gene, take it away. You know what? All right. You know, for the vet shout-out, this is something that's been dear and near to my heart, and I wanted to speak a little bit about Gretchen Catherwood and her organization. I got to hear her speak uh, about a month and a half ago at a, a veterans convention I was at, and to hear a Gold Star mother actually talk, it, it, there wouldn't be a dry eye, you know, in the facility. And what's a can – can I mean, don't get too into detail to, you know, hold a Gold the, Star mother. What is, what is A Gold Star mother is – and the reason she started this organization is a mother of a of serviceman that was killed in action. So she, it's it's a loss of a son that was a mm-hmm. service member. So actually, I, you guys talked about a little bit before. Uh, it was her son, Lance Corporal Alec Catherwood, and uh, he was one of the Marines that was in the three of the fifth. Uh, over in Afghanistan, and they went out on a mission after being on 33-hour mission mm. and uh, to return some other Marines that were still trapped under fire. Well, in that process, 25 of them got killed that day. So she was at a memorial service for her son and the other uh, Marines, and uh, as she was sitting there and listening to the uh, memorial, 
mm-hmm. and the dog tags dangling in the wind and stuff, which is an eerie sound. Yeah. Uh, and hearing the other uh, surviving Marines talk about the story. Yeah. Um, she at that time learned that she needed to create a facility to get uh, combat veterans into and provide them a place to start talking and sharing because since then four more of those Marines had survivor's guilt and end up killing themselves. So um, she started this organization. It's great. She's working on getting it uh, set up. So, you know, with the state and stuff to try to get the hunt license, fishing license, everything mm-hmm. uh, to where a combat veteran can go there free of charge and meet with other combat veterans to actually, when you get two vets together, you actually start sharing, so it's going to be a great therapy right. place. So to I've even told her to try to check out with your uh, previous podcast, the Heroes Hunt. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh yeah. Say, once they get set up, you know, contact these guys. Maybe then you can start arranging hunts and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're looking for facilities as well. So I get in contact with way. those guys here this next week. And You're wearing their talking. hat right now, actually. Yeah, I had yeah that, no I joke. Know. Yeah, I really. Those guys they got love the coolest to do it. Emblem too, man. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. Uh, it's like a like a I guess you'd say like a combat uh, helmet with like the antlers. I don't even I can't. Even it's a see. duck too. They um, yeah yeah. It's, uh, a, it's a duck with a steel pot on her head, yeah. armor hat. I uh, I haven't told a lot of people, but it's a, it's an idea that I want to do, and I'm not gonna uh, give away too much. But um, you know, I, obviously we've got an outlet here, and you know we do the vet shout out, and um. You know, I know you said that's near and dear to your heart, but to me, it, it, it doesn't feel like I'm personally doing enough. So, you know, I'm, I've got some ideas going around and, you know, just seeing the uh, the effects of PTSD. Like, I remember one night I, I saw something, I started researching, you know, what can I do to help? Um, and I honestly had to had to quit looking because, like, I just started reading some really, really sad stories. And, uh, you know, we've got an outlet here. We can reach across and, you know... Um, I, I want to do something big, you know, and all of us, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just something I've been kicking around. So, I mean, you know, if you guys got any ideas out there, you know, we could, like, I want to help the, help the vets, you know, PTSD is, um, serious you know, thing. man. Yeah. It's a serious <laughs> thing. And you know, it's, it's hard to figure out who's got it and who, you know, who doesn't. Right. And, um, you know, obviously I'm, I, I, I'm not a combat vet or anything, but you know, I feel like I'm in a position where I can help. So. Right up, and yeah. it's, a, it's a struggle every day. I've I've, I've deal with it myself, and yeah. I can tell some horror stories and nights that I wake up with some crazy stuff. But my wife can tell you more of them. <laughs> right, I can imagine. You know, but yeah, some facilities sure. like this, you know, if you guys can go out there and, and people check it out, it's called the Dark Horse Lodge, and it is in uh, Tennessee. What's they have a website? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I can't think what it is it's right on off. The back, you can ain't it? you can Facebook it. Uh, they are on Facebook. Um, their website is uh, darkhorselodge.org. Okay, I'll put that in the description of yeah, the episode. Yeah, another cool thing about them, and I do a lot of Amazon shopping. If I can't get it at the Bone Shed, uh, you know, then I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, all my archery stuff. I just bought a bunch of stuff for Mark, creative creators there. Mm-hmm. And uh, But if you use Smile Amazon, you can go to a charity of choice, and you can enter that charity. They're on there. They're registered. Oh, really? Uh, I put Dark really? Horse Lodge in there, so everything I purchase, they get 0.5% of my purchase towards their No. That's awesome. That's, that is awesome. And that's I never knew about it until she talked about it. I'm like, that is so cool. So, yeah, you I guys, no idea. Any, anyone that's got Amazon, I know 90% of you do do that. What's the what's the code again? It's Well, it's Smile. Or, it's same Amazon, but yeah. you type in Smile Amazon, and it's a whole different Amazon website, same stuff. But you can you can uh, pick a charity of your choice, and like I said, Whoa. proceeds of your purchase will go to that all, all, charity. All for stuff you were going to buy anyway. Now a portion yeah, you, of that's going to go to you. Just a good just cost. do that anyway because it's not right. it's not a burden to anyone to do right. that. Wow, that is I have no idea. It's the same yeah. price, but ha- 
part of it goes to a great yeah, cause. Five percent of it goes to a charity, and there's a ton of them you could pick on her. But like I said, Dark Horse Lodge, yeah. she is. Uh, she's well, registered a cool on thing, that. Man, like it's cool that they actually went out and did this and set it all up, and they're going forward with it. Right. Well, right. the thing is, like with uh, like hunting and even archery or just whatever and socializing. It, uh, like the guys from Heroes Hunting, they get those combat veterans and take them on hunts, and they get to talk with other veterans. And you know, I don't have no idea what that's like to have PTSD or even you know, I haven't served in the military. The highest respects to everyone that has, but I can't. I almost feel guilty to talk about it because I have no idea what it's even like. But I, it's got to be just a crazy different world to get all you guys together in like a hunting camp or just a social well hunting <laughs> oh, camp is the gets, most I bet it gets crazy yeah, oh, yeah no yeah. And, so when and you start sharing stories and you get with other guys stuff it's well it's right. just like a bow hunter is a bow hunter and you get in bow hunting camp, right. you know yeah. you're gonna be sharing all these stories and telling them lies you know there's right, probably not right, gonna be yeah. any yeah. any bear pits back out there <laughs> oh it could be a bear pit too. I mean, Gene told us bush funny... lattes in it and you get a couple paratroopers it gets a little froggy oh yeah Gene, tell us a, a, a really funny story and uh that was that was physical training. So yeah. like I said, if we, it was what we'd call subtle conflict resolution. So right. yeah, we'd go outside the aid station and to the bear pit, and you had a little physical uh, uh, training, and then you shook hands when you were done, and the conflict was resolved. 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 Our know, world but. needs more. I had a, a shop teacher in <laughs> high school. Um, nothing like a good old-fashioned fist fight. There you go, boys. Like, <laughs> we just need the old-fashioned fist fight to be fine. Yeah. Like, not bullying, not for that, but I'm saying if you got a problem, go back and bust up some foreheads with your knuckles and call yeah, it Yeah, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> and then, no, sometimes, and, too, once you got done with it and you're both wore out, it's like, man, why'd we even do that? Let's right? go yeah. get a drink. You or know, your I'll, buy, I'll buy you a shot. Mm-hmm. I threw the first part. Man, shot. you kicked my ass. You want to go get a beer? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your best friends after that, usually. Yeah, so, Probably. you know, and uh, again, you know, there's a camaraderie and you know that 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 will happen at at the dark horse lodge so again you know you go to amazon you know go to um darkhorselodge.com yeah, um, dot org i'm sorry yeah um, this is all still in the making so she yeah. can use donations I, i've sent a lot of donations buying stuff from amazon and and uh, yeah. she's got people from all over the world i mean drawing the blueprints and everything so mm-hmm. once yeah. it gets going it's it's going to be a, it's yeah. going yeah. to take off we'll talk know. to the boys from heroes hunting and you know if anyone wants to help out definitely definitely do that and you know just tell them you heard it from gene on our show not that it makes a difference just just you know yeah. help, help them out if you can and that's much appreciated Absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll get and now we'll 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 transition to the hunting stuff. And you know, guys, honestly, if you're going to get upset that we took five minutes to talk about our vets, you know, screw well, you. We'll take more if we want to because it's important <laughs> to us, right? For as sure. is hunting. I mean, those are some very important things to us. And you want to hear something pretty cool, real quick? I want to mention this. Um, I know Mark Lane from Muzzy Broadheads, and my best friend was in Afghanistan at the time. Shout out to uh, Dakota Cosmaker. He was over there, and I was like. Man, you know, I'm going to – he was with a bunch of guys that hunt. I'm like, I'm going to try and get uh, Mark to send you guys some muzzy gear. I called him up. They're like, yeah, what's their, their address or whatever? I don't know how, what the term <laughs> is. You know, so I just got their, them their – Their APO. Yep, yep. And uh, they sent him over. I'm like, oh, they're just going to send you some hats and some stickers. I get an email from them. Dude, they sent DVDs. They sent hats. <laughs> they sent stickers. They sent shirts, hoodies, all this stuff. And they got a picture – they uh, they sent me a picture and I emailed it into Muzzy. I think Muzzy put it on their website of them standing into the. Uh, they weren't Humvees, but they're like bigger. What are they called? The uh, oh, what are they? Well, I don't know. When I was in, they were deuce and a half and five tons. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, that might have been what they were, but they had the muzzy stickers all over the side of it, <laughs> That's awesome. and they all had their guns and uh, they're just, you know in full gear with muzzy hats on. <laughs> He's like, dude, all these guys here that hunt were freaking out. I'm like, That's killer. That man. shows a good company that right. they just like. Oh, we'll send yeah. you a, a, a. They sent a freaking box of just everything. Just you know, those guys probably watch those DVDs and. Dude, there's nothing more therapeutic to uh, to a veteran or someone, especially with PTSD, to. Just, just sit in a tree stand and be one with nature and quiet right. and just oh, yeah. i mean you can collect your thoughts and for sure and, uh, it's yeah just, it's it it, it, it really gets you away from you. everything yep, it recharges your batteries oh, you know, I can there's imagine. a lot of hunters you know who probably yeah. has to be some of the best hunters and i'm not talking just like skill as like snipers but you know just the sitting there you know what i mean like you're a little yeah. hyper vigilant so you listen about everything you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know just just all, you know, because I, like, I watched some video about sniper school, and they got a guy that's, like, sitting there just watching, and you're, like, 100 yards, and you got to get up, like, so close. And these dudes are trained to spot you, and, like, you know, they'll... So, yeah, it's just, it's just nuts. Speaking of, like, rifle shots and stuff, um, today on lunch break, I was watching some campaign videos, and uh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting back in, in our hunting thing. Um, not to, like, to steer away from the our veteran talk that's very important, um, but... They were saying that like rifle shots, um, like a bow shot versus a rifle shot. Oh yeah, I, I know say, what you're talking about. They say a this. rifle shot is magnified time. I think they do times ten. So like a twenty yard rifle or twenty yard bow shot is like a two hundred yard rifle shot. And, uh, do you think that's that's accurate? Say, say it again. A, a so, so they, yard... they say a twenty yard bow shot is it's like comparable. a two hundred yard rifle shot. Um. It, it's probably about right. I thought about that for a while. Like a hundred yard uh, shot with a high powered rifle is pretty, so pretty easy. I, I, the, the sound I hear at twenty two hundred yards compared to being twenty yards away from a bow. No, no, no. Well, no, they're no, saying no. like tr- making that shot. The difficulty of the shot. Oh, I got you. So like I a twenty can sound. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, the, the difficulty. So like a fifty yard bow shot is like a five hundred yard rifle. Yeah, shot. you know, what? I I think that's an unfair comparison because like I was driving here today and I passed by the ball field and it was like the girls' fast pitch softball. And they said, like, you know, a girl's fast pitch softball is like trying no, to hit we're 100 about, miles. No. Listen, listen, listen. I don't want to. It's like trying to hit a 101-mile-an-hour Randy Johnson fastball. It's that difficult. I think when you try to compare a rifle shot to a bow shot, I, I don't think there's... Yeah, but here, but here's the thing. Uh, I, I think it's pretty close. Well, when was it... Because look at where the technology has gone with, like, sights on bows, stabilizers. Yeah, but still, it's yeah. different, though. It's It's... There's a difference between <clears throat> 20 yards and pulling back a bow, and, and we're all, I think, pretty okay. pretty good at it. No Being one take offense to this. Anyone can pull a trigger. No right. matter how good you are at shooting. And that's where I was going. Anyone can pull a trigger. You yep. can teach a two-year-old to pull a trigger if you wanted to. Yeah, you put don't. that thing on sandbags, <laughs> and you rest it, and you get that on there, and you breathe right. You can just squeeze, yeah. not there, pull, the, squeeze. Yeah. And There's no what's With a bow, range. you have to pull back. A, to be consistent, anyone can, well, not anyone, most people could probably get an arrow to fire off a bow, but to shoot one accurately and consistently over and over and over, you know, it's like, you know, I could put a, a gun, like he said, on sandbags and, okay, it can basically aim it for you, pull the trigger, it hits. I could shoot the butt off of that at 600 yards. See, so, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, but could you do it with a bow at 60 yards? It's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. Right. right. There's a so, lot more into it. So it's probably pretty close right. comparison. Yeah. So a 100-yard bow shot is a 1,000-yard rifle shot. A 1,000-yard rifle shot, that's a shot. 
That's a, that's a poke right there. So that's <laughs> like poke. So do it this way. Do a do a. We'll do a six-inch circle at a hundred yards of the bow. Pretty difficult. I mean, most people can't do it. I would say. Oh uh, yeah, no, like, I could. If, I could probably you, six arrows in there. Yeah, right. With so six, if six you shots. took, so let's just say this: if you took ten, we'll, we'll just say bow hunters. You took ten bow hunters. Okay. We'll say they shoot on a regular basis, and then you took ten rifle shooters, and you put them at you put those uh, the bow shooters at a hundred yards. Here's a six-inch circle. Shoot everyone! Shoot an arrow. Will you make how many? What do you think the percentage of one to ten would make it into that circle? I would say zero. Zero, probably out of never, the, never, out of the shot average. A, shot a bow on average. You might get one. It gets oh, a, that has never one. shot a bow. Is yeah, that, zero for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. What 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 about experienced bow hunters? Not like tournament archers, like your average bow hunter that shoots kind of regular in throughout a six the season. inch circle. In a six inch circle at a hundred yards, what I do you would think? say four out of ten. Four out of ten. Yep. What, what about what do you think, Gene? Yeah, that's probably pretty fair average. Four, four what, out of ten. What do you think? I have faith in all all my hunting brothers, so I'm saying ten out of ten. Really? No, really. No, you practice a hundred yards. Realistically, you know, you know what? Uh, I'm talking like this guy shoots his bow once a week throughout the summer. Um, Guys one, or girls? One out of ten. One out of ten. You I'm, know, if if you're not shooting at a hundred yards like as frequently as like yeah. we, we all know because every time we do our shoots. And we go to a hundred yards, like it's you shoot yeah. at the target and you hope that you hit the. Well, hit we the don't. Big yeah, we're trying to hit a six foot wall. At a yeah, range. I mean, and right. you hope you hit it. I mean, a lot of times it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes but sometimes it does. But sometimes, like you know, Mark can hit a balloon, say a six inch balloon at a hundred yards. Not every time, <laughs> no. but Mark he when he shot that Hoyt. I he had a thirty yard pin but, was it? But <laughs> he did that. I would probably say out of ten people at a hundred yards at a six inch circle with a bow, a guy that shoots on a once a week basis or at the summer, I'm gonna go, man, probably one too. I'd have to agree with you on that. I would say one because you get what I'm saying. But you start putting him at sixty yards, then the number changes for a guy that shoots once a for people shoot once a week. Sixty. Well, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a ta- well. The thing is, it's easier to get the space to shoot sixty yards, and you're basically doubling when you go. Well, there's 100. a lot more with your anchor point, <clears throat> your speed of your bow. Yeah, and for your every flaws are magnified. Quarter inch, you're going to miss six inches the longest right. that dense. That, Definitely, that distance. You do one you know? thing, one little bit wrong, and that arrow is off ten inches. Right. Well, my bow falls apart from ninety to hundred yards. Like ninety, I, I'm not going to say every time I'll be in that six inch circle, but I would say if I shot ten arrows, I would say maybe half of them would be in it, and I the shoot, rest I've would be shooting a lot more lately. And I say even as much as I shoot several times a week, even at seventy yards, I struggle. Yeah. Well, you yeah. didn't struggle at the shoot because uh, someone <laughs> took home championship gold. Right, you, did, you did. You well, did. I've come a long way. Well, the thing is, when we play knockout, if you guys don't know, knockout is. We have a big target. We get a paper plate. We start at 20 yards, and if you make it in, you go back to 30. If you make it in the paper plate, you go back to 40, and then so on by 10-yard increments. Well, by the time you get back to 70 yards after everyone's shot, your arm's getting tired. Do you need a bush latte? I do. Eric told me I was cut off. I should have asked you God, first. You're doing sign language over here. Like, <laughs> I told him to um, Eric's over there snapping. Um, but, okay, so you take, a, you take these rifle shooters. Say they shoot... Like we'll do the same thing every Saturday. They shoot once a week, and you. Well, who, all right, who can afford that anymore? Shut up, just <laughs> reload. So yeah, exactly. You get them um, whatever rifle they have that 
can shoot a thousand yards accurately and you get those guys, how many of them are going to hit a six inch circle at a thousand yards? Your odds got to be better. I would I'm say. say six, 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 six. C. So maybe it's different. Maybe, maybe that's, that all is going to depend on too. If you got a good spotting scope, you got to figure in the windage and your elevation and everything right. before you fire that. Shot. All assuming so. that it's like even odds, like the guy with the rifle has the same knowledge as a guy with the bow. Like there's the guy with the bow at 100 yards isn't going to have a spotting scope. He's shooting and he's walking down there. So let's just say the guy's got his scope at 1,000 yards and that it's attainable to where he can see it. You know what I mean? That guy with right. that setup, what do you think out of 10? I, I, you think six maybe? I would say six. Man, 1,000 yards is a long way. I don't know. I don't really know. That's a enough. safe one. I'll go six out of 10 too actually. I'm gonna, I would go four. Well, I would, yeah, maybe five. I'd say half. I don't know. That's a, Dude, I don't, a six inch I don't know enough about rifles. Do I get to put this team you're, together? You're thinking well, like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, going to hit yeah. ten. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, you thinking, would. you're thinking like a personal pizza. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's what I'm thinking about right now. A but personal pizza for you is a large. I'm saying for the majority of people. Yeah, oh, okay. no. Dude, it, if everyone was shooting pizza. at Steve personal pizzas, it'd be 10 out of 10 at all. Oh, dude, around. yeah, you couldn't miss. <laughs> 16-inch plate. I mean, no way. <laughs> no matter what the distance. It could be 3,000 yards. Yeah, you guys are to... just dead center and <laughs> You don't even have to draw back. Just drop it on the floor, man. My, my my personal pizza is endless. But how interesting is that to think about? Because it's – when I tell people, like, oh, yeah, we shoot – I don't know. Maybe more people are starting to extend their range. Like, oh, you know, we, we shoot – we shoot, we're shooting 100 yards this weekend. I tell one guy, that, yeah, we're – Playing around, shooting hundred yards. Hundred yards! Oh my god! And but that's a football field, right? Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a football yeah. field. It's a and long it way. Is. It is. Oh, man, it's three hundred feet. To a that's football most field. people's reaction. They're like, you guys were shooting hundred yards. That's like a football field. Now, think about yeah. it. Three hundred feet. You know, if you've got it, a bow that's still shooting three hundred. I hate to break yeah. your guys' uh, you know, it's not a Canadian football field. No, no, well, <laughs> it's longer. <laughs> so it's, no, the Canadian football field. But long, isn't that? Do you think that's a fair thing? Like a like a. I do. I think I, I you know mean, what? Yeah, and you know, to be fair, like you know, if you're shooting a rifle, you know, you're and you're like sighting in. Yeah, you're on the lead sled, but a bow, like you know, you're holding it. You know, someone isn't sighting it in for like you have to, like you have to just hold it the whole time. Thousand yards is a long, it's a long way, shot. Though. You would have to be. That's like supported. ten football fields. I mean, oh yeah, you, you would have to have a supported shot for a thousand yards. If you were yeah. to try to stand up and do that, no, no way. It's impossible. Well, that's the it's thing. Not no impossible, way. but yeah. And I wonder, boy, you better you know, be steady. It's so oh, vague. Yeah. I just heard Cam Haynes say that, but it's like you know, was the guy standing with a rifle? Is yeah. he on a? Is yeah, he on a, or is he in prone? Yeah, is he a, is he prone? Does he have a bipod or whatever? You know, well, you know, with a the bow, they're always standing. It's always. It doesn't matter if you're trying to shoot 300 yeah, yards. Even if you're sitting and trying to do it, that's even a whole different kind of technique. Yeah. But I would say there's nothing there to actually hold your bow steady. It's all muscle. So I would say, to be fair, the rifle is standing. You know, you're standing like open, open, no that'd be, limb. That'd be zero out of zero. Or zero out of ten, sorry. Mm. Yeah, that changes the game. Standing at 1,000 yards? Nah, that's a that's a tough shot. Now I know there's guys that could probably do that. Probably, and, yeah, uh, probably a select few though. Have, a that's select the guys few. who spend three the one weeks on their belly. Yep. On a yeah. what? Three weeks on their belly. Sniper oh. school. Yeah, <laughs> the one percenters of right. the one. So we'll just say they have a vice. We'll just say that or or whatever bags because that 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 I think that kind of evens the playing field a little bit. That, but I don't know. We'll just call it good. Well, campaign said it, so it's got to be true. You know that I. <laughs> I want to I want to talk about something um, that relates to that. So, 
Legene, of course, won at 70 yards, and um, I'm only I'm not going to say that it was his skill that got him there. I'm going to say it's his equipment that got him there. It was my equipment. I like where this is going. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, um, no, you can't say it was your equipment, Jim, because your equipment didn't fire the arrow. It was you. Right. Nah, right Good dude, equipment I... encourages you to shoot more. And it, then that and, you and it did. You got a passion through it, and like, you get new stuff. You want to use it. And then you shoot, oh, absolutely. And shoot, and shoot, and then that made you better. You might think it's the equipment, but I could hand someone my bow with an HHA kingpin and a, a QAD drop away and the whatever right. back tension release and whatever arrow, and they're not going to be able to hit the broadside of a barn. I could because I practice with my equipment. Good yeah. quality equipment <laughs> helps, but only if you know to, to get from how to use it. And, uh, right. Yeah, and actually. You know, you're you're spot on with my technique and everything over the years that I've I've learned from trial and error because you know no one never taught me how to do it. I didn't have anybody I grew up with that taught me how to do it. I was self taught, right? And uh, you know, with all the antiquated equipment stuff that I went through to the new modern equipment, I never would shoot past thirty yards. You know, I had, I was for yeah. a lot of years with my Hoyt Vectrix. You know, I bought <laughs> my first PSE in '96, and that's what got started. Mm-hmm. And then I got a Pearson uh, Spoiler ZX, and then I went to a Hoyt. I bought that in, I think, 2001, and I kept that until last year. And uh, on that thing, I had a pendulum sight. Yeah, you oh, showed yeah. us that thing. <laughs> he that brought thing it in the studio last time yeah. with him, and that thing was Let's yeah, talk about the transition from, I mean, and it's crazy to think, like, you know, we're all young bucks comparatively, you know, here on the on the podcast. Um, you know, we're all 25, let's just say roughly a year, give or take a year. So 95 we were, I was five years old, ninety five. Yeah. So the equipment then till now, it's my ins- original sight on that PSC was a Cobra metal pin with the tips of them painted. Yeah, the <laughs> you, fiber you brought, you brought that, that, you brought that to the, the, the one party, year party, you know? and that thing was. I mean, that's and you you individually moved every pin up and down, screwed it in and out, and tightened them up. And- <laughs> it's so funny. We talk about like <laughs> stuff like that. We're like. Oh, dude, these old school guys, man. These old farts. Yeah, always, it. And then Gene's yeah. like, yeah, that's what I use. We always yeah. talk about how it's a pain in the ass to get the Allen wrenches out. Like, you guys have no idea. you found the right size and you had it, you know, yeah. to move this. Like, dang it. But then Justin and everything. Well, then. How many pins was that site? Uh, four pins, I think I have on that one. You got Five two. Pins. You got two wrenches on that thing, tightened. Yep, two on both sides and the collars and stuff. Yeah. And then you unscrew those two collars and you unscrew the pin itself, the screw it out to right. adjust it in and out left and right and then you tighten them two collars up to hold it and do you still have that old PSE? Oh yeah. Is yeah. it the old like it's like the old nineteen seventies tree camera? PSE uh Nova Vector four, I think it was called. And I mean it, the cams on it were smaller than your beer can tops and just wheels. <laughs> yeah, just little wheels, wheels and yep. plastic coated cables and that's fun. my uncle still yeah. he has two of them and he still shoots one. Yeah. That Still. was a good bow, man. I very first time I got that bow, and the very first time I ever got in a tree stand deer hunting, you know, I shot That's a insane. nice eight point buck the very first day. I was lucky, but you know what's I mean, weird? I I wish I could have been part of that era. I really do. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird a good to... training era because you can yeah. fast forward now, like I said. And then when I got that Hoyt, I had a pendulum sight, and I thought, man, that thing's just great because <laughs> once you zeroed it at twenty twenty yards on the ground. You get twenty feet up in a tree stand, and you're good out to thirty yards. That thing, no matter where you swung it, yeah, it's not that we were it's screwing nuts. around. We with were it. messing with it last time you had it here, dude. You know? The pendulum, it's, it's just it's a it's so funny. It, but, and you know what? The, the problem is, it's like you know, but it works. People moved it in. Works. Yeah, it works. It's not like you know, all of a sudden after this year that dude, like, get the magnets this. don't work. Get anymore. this, and I, I'm not hating on anyone with the pendulum. I'm not. I just think it's <laughs> funny. Um, 
be- probably because of my age and I grew up shooting in a different generation, yeah. you know. I started shooting, I guess you could say, right where bows went from that 90s generation. I, I, I hopped right in when they started blending to what we have now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I was in the middle stages, I, I guess. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Have a, my perceptions well, way off. The generation off. before me was sticking stones, you know? Yeah. Right. Sticking <laughs> string, yeah. So. Yeah. And it's not that long ago. Spears, no, man. Yeah, it's really they had, not that long ago. They had wood spears right before your generation. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, with the pendulum, I knew a guy that was a bow tech, an archery tech, and had always talked about archery was super into archery about being accurate and all this. And he still shot a pendulum and, but he, he didn't like shooting on the ground. He didn't like shooting spots. He never shoots spots with me. I'm like, why don't you ever shoot spots? I don't like spots. I only shoot at animal shapes. I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought you were like this big bow tech guy. You like accuracy. Well, yeah, but I don't, I can't shoot spots. Cause does that, does like, it work on the ground? Oh yeah. It, he, it does. He, he would never shoot. He, I have to shoot from an elevation. I had a savage pendulum. I don't, I, I think the other one was a Keller pendulum. And so I don't, I mean, they're same concept, but are those companies still around? Uh, well, I know Savage is, and I think Kel. I don't know if they still sell them. I, you know, I'd be interested to look up. But I'm showing. I still age. have one. I have two actually. <laughs> it's kind, it's kind of cool. Never though. get rid of them. It's yeah. kind of cool seeing like this old stuff because I've only been bow hunting for four years now, so I'm just I'm new to this stuff. But you came a long way oh, in dude, four yeah, years. Yeah, like, dude, seeing like the arrow straighteners and stuff. Like, dude, you look mm-hmm. at them like you're at a bow shop. You're like, what the hell is dude, that? I remember. I mean, yeah. I, well, I used to have nothing but aluminum arrows, and you had to roll them all the time to yeah. make sure they weren't bent. You know, you had those right. weird little roller things. You spin it with your broadheads yeah. on and see how. Was it the old? I always remember the old classic um, Eastern arrows that were like that uh, double X seventy fives. Yeah, the flat green with like the brown rings down Still them. Pretty got much. Em. Oh, yep. I got oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saved everything. I got everything still that I've no, ever had. Oh, dude, yeah. we should go to your house and just look at the yeah, stuff. Yeah, They're like electrical conduit. They're like huge. I need to put it in like some <laughs> antique chest or something. Like this. <laughs> Display it. My dad's 198 point. He shot that with one of those. Um, with one oh, of those old Easton's. Eastons. He shot for probably four years in a row good Pope and Young Bucks with the same arrow and it never bent. And then finally <laughs> it bent. He, he still has it somewhere. But it, you he know. was probably devastated too. Uh, they were, they were you know, tough. You oh, know, yeah. pe- people always like look at those like all that equipment. And it's just like you know, like we we've talked about it a bunch of times. You know, everyone's like, "Oh man, I'm trying to get this camo, this brand new pattern." It's like, dude, people were out there drinking coffee and red flannel, and you know, just and getting right in the tree stand, yeah, slaughtering <laughs> deer with you know that that you know those arrows and like they work. I you wonder, know what I mean? It's like how funny is that? I wonder what the GPI is on those old Eastons. I don't know. Grains per inch. Sure, I'm know, curious I too. Know. I I got them all. We could look on her if it even says it on her. Next time, yeah. next time, how loud because I'm telling you, I wasn't even. You know, when I first got it, I didn't talk about GPI. You just worried about your spine and right. if it was enough. If your bow yeah. was enough to not blow it or bend it when it came out of it, you know. Yeah. Oh, hey, next time you come over, I'll bring stuff. my scale and we'll we'll weigh Where, one. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, Man, do you think you could get a like a recurve and put a pendulum sight on it, or do people do that? I'm sure oh, people no. put sights on recurves. Oh, yeah, I'm why sure not? Good. Why couldn't you? Dude, I bet that'd be a deer killing machine. Oh, yeah. yeah, but why would you do that? Why not, dude? You're using two ancient pieces of equipment. <laughs> you put a, you <laughs> all those kinds of go hand in hand, don't it? I mean, you know, you know, yeah, one's like forty years apart, but after you get like ninety years in the future, you know, they all blend Same, together, right? <laughs> What's you know crazy? What? I I took that pendulum sight and i fast forward it though i used to only shoot 30 yards hell i wouldn't shoot more than 20 yards yeah and that really honed my 
hunting into 30 yard range period yeah you know and it's it's even today still i just have this ethical thing about 30 yards that's kind of my perimeter of safe zone that i'm comfortable yeah shooting. right now that i bought this and i researched and researched and researched before i bought it was at hha optimizer which has expanded my shooting range yeah. huge how'd you like that podcast that we did it was a great podcast i actually just listened to that today uh, <laughs> that dude up and scott stuff. was a super cool dude yeah very good scott you know what? What? What I and I knew this kind of before they even said it on the podcast and stuff because I spent a lot of hours uh, watching videos, watching reviews. I was between that and another company, mm-hmm. and uh, I looked at the structure of it, the machining of it, the quality of it, the lifetime warranty, just the whole mechanism of it. Yeah. And and for the price compared to the other one, which is high end as well. Yeah. You know. And I was back warranty, and, man. I was back and you forth and back it. and forth. I started looking. I started doing comparisons and reading reviews. I'm like, this is it. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to just buy. And then, man, I should have went with that other one. Mm-hmm. I want, I knew once I got on there. And then once I started shooting it and figuring it out and getting my 20-yard and 60-yard tape, you know, and found that tape on there. And, I mean, I went from shooting 30 yards. I'm just having a blast in my yard now shooting 60 yards and 70 yards and you know, shooting log splitters right. and boat shooting tires anything and I can, you know, you know. <laughs> drain gas tanks. You know? But um, what Scott was saying when he talked about that is, you know, it's it eliminates the cluster of five pens or some guys. Some yep. sites companies make seven pen. It's like, well, everything man. runs together. You're trying to focus on one, but they're all like too bunched yeah. up. I think. And I you remember my transition. Like I had an old Fuse five pen or seven pen. I can't remember. And I'm like. I'm shooting 50, 60 yards. I'm like, I just can't see what I'm shooting at with all these pins in the way. You can't Angle. focus. And that was my biggest hang-up. I thought, you know, because my vision's getting worse. I can't wait to go to the eye doctor in July. I was, I'm counting down the days to my next appointment because I know my vision's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kept thinking, too, okay, same scenario started going through my head. If I had a cluster of pins right there, am I going to be able to focus on one of those, which one? And as I'm yeah. trying to judge and stuff, because I was spoiled by that pendulum. It was a single, but it swiveled, you know, it you were pretty good anywhere within 30 yards. There was no guessing. You just put it on there and you shot. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, all right, do I want to go back to a cluster like that? And and they're greater now than what they were when I had. Or, you know, I'm, I want to focus on that single pin. I thought, okay, the biggest question, what if that deer comes in? And I thought, and he said it, you know, and it was the same thing I was thinking was what's the chances? And if it does, if you're careful enough, it's right there. You can make the quick move. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, that too, I and can it's... see where it's at. I can make that adjustment real quick because right. I'm more or less not drawn back. Or if it's in within 30 yards and I got it on my 20, I know just enough to hold it high or hold it low, depending yeah. on where it's at, to still make the that's, shot. And have... That's everyone's thing of switching over from multiple pins to a single pin is yeah. a hunting situation. Number one worry. Well, and what I always say is, well... I mean, yeah, your brain gets cl- like you get foggy. You get in the moment. Your adrenaline's rushing. You forget to do stuff. It, that, it happens to everyone. Everyone it has can that experience. With anything. It, it ha- this happens a lot. You shoot and you go, "Oh my!" Did I even look through my peep? I do it oh, every yeah. time I release. Every time, I'm like, yeah. you don't remember. It happens beer. so damn fast. <laughs> You're not thinking clearly. But what I, the point I was I was going to make is like, well, if you're shooting all the time, which how you should be. You know, at least shoot once a week. At least you stay familiar, mm-hmm. keep your muscle memory. I mean, maybe a couple times a week or more or every day if you have the time, which is hard for a lot of people, a lot of working class people. Um, but it's like you kind of get into the mode of where 
I mean, like, Gene, you did it. I did it the other day where you shoot, and you're like, oh, man, I had it on 50 yards, and I'm shooting 20, and you're way yeah. high. Oh, yeah. You have to well, turn it back. But you kind of, you shoot enough, you condition yourself where it's like the next, the first step is how far is that? Boom. Hit your dial, draw, anchor, yeah. execute. And that's, I've disciplined myself now to do that. So every time I'm moving to a thing, before I even knock an arrow, I'm looking at that. I'm double-checking my wheel. Yeah. You know? We actually, we'd had the, uh, the third annual working class bow hunter shoot, and me and Gene and... uh uh, Zach Reif, Mark's son, were picked on the 3D team. And uh, Gene, I shot, the, the first round, I shot really well. And then Gene shot, and he's like, Kurt, dude, I had my dial. Did you have the dial wrong? Or you yeah, grabbed- I shot the first target, and I think it was 39 yards, and the next one was out to 48 or something like that. Yeah. And so I went to shoot that one. I, you know, we were talking stuff. I stepped in the next box to shoot that next target. And I totally forgot to turn my wheel, and I nailed its leg. <laughs> you know? And he turned I'm to like, me, and he's like, oh, I forgot to adjust the dial. I'm like, oh, that's all right. It happens you know, all the time. When I released that and everything, oh, it felt great. I knew my form was good and stuff. And I'm like, oh, where the hell did that hit? I heard, it sounded crazy. It was like, oh, whack. <laughs> yep, it was in the leg. I looked down, I'm like, I forgot to move my wheel. Yep. We <laughs> like we doubled our points the first round, and then everyone, then you know we're all talking shit to each other. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. part of the fun. Like you're all getting cocky. And we're whatever. all friends. Yeah, I mean, I shot really well, and, and that's no, part. That's part of it, though. I wanted know? everyone to mix it up with me and cut up. Put your magazine on a little bit, Steve. I'm trying to talk to Gene right over here. I'm but at we're all cutting up and just trying to. I'm trying to get everyone to get all crazy and just. You know, give each other crap the whole time. Man, get them riled up so you could stay calm and out shoot them. Oh, we'll yeah. talk smack. It's fun. We're all yeah. friends. You know, no one's feelings are going to get hurt. So I'm like, come on, man. Oh, how far do you think that is? Oh, you're going to make it? Can you hit that shot? And then uh, everyone's like, fine, Kurtz. And do you guys want to have a rematch, Mike? Let's do it. <laughs> then the wind settled. It was really windy the first round. So I was like super that focused on making kicking. my shot. Well, the wind died. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm got this. Well, now. you stood up there like, oh, I got this shot. No, nope, dead last second round. I'm yeah. like, all right. Yeah, that's part of the fun right there <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that happened though it's funny because mark smoked me i'm like ah, all right pretty funny it you know it's always one of those things you know we think we're these like you know hot young kids we're like no i don't think that you might. you know we've got these sights and stuff we wait got coming from bows. the guy that doesn't even have a bow to shoot yeah steve's like i'm bowless right now hey it's it's at home it's in its new home in somewhere colorado can't remember the name of it but um yeah, no, it's like you start seeing all these, you know, all these old timers, you know, you, Kurt's dad, Mark, and dude, these guys just get up there and it's just old skill taking over, man. They, You start seeing like Mark put like foot, like I laugh every time Mark goes like out deep and then just puts a perfect shot on something. No, oh, we yeah. should do. It cracks me up every time because it's just like, dude, that's skill experience. I got an idea. We're going to do the working class bow hunter battle the generations. Oh, here we go. And we're going to do Gene, Mark, and my dad versus me, Eric, and... I'll bring my PSC and pendulum sight. <laughs> no. We'll do... I'd be afraid to pull that thing right now. I think it needs new cables. Just blows <laughs> apart. Well, Steve, we're going to have to recruit someone. Steve's bowless, so who do we recruit? Oh, Ooh. I might have a bow oh. by then. Who knows? Well, what if we do it this weekend? Oh, yeah. I think and then you're out. <laughs> we won't do it this weekend. But uh, we get a bow. I think we take that challenge. Uh, we got to get really someone. Oh, Kurt, tough. you want to set me up on the Hoyt? Logan will be there. We'll get Logan. Yeah, we'll get Logan. Kurt, set me up on this Hoyt that you My got. My other Hoyt would fit you. Same I could. Draw. It's, 20, it's a 26.5 draw link, 27 with a loop on it. That's there 27 right there. That's a Hoyt you got package. a sight. That's, that's 27 right there. I got a sight. We'll slap that bad boy on there. Right there on the wall, 27. Kurt, you got a stab? I got a stab. You got a stab? <laughs> All right. I'll, uh, let's do it. I'll homie. rent that bow out to you monthly. 
Oh, the Hoyt Maxis. We'll have to do that Logan's because the Target's still out there. Oh, yeah. That's could. the same boat uh, Scott Clark, the Canadian place, too. Has. I got that big backboard yeah. and a lot of places to shoot. Yeah, we could, oh, we could yeah. bring another Target out there, and uh, we'll do we'll have to do that. Um, we got to plan our next shoot, by the way. But, yeah, we should do that. Battle of the Ages. Steve, I'll rent that boat to you monthly. 500 a month. Just like a house. So. All right. Cool. <laughs> that, that'll give me time to save up for my new one. 500 a month ain't bad. Yeah, right. I'll rent it to you. No, that's my baby. My dad's like, why don't you give me that bow? I'm like, mm, no. 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 I, I was going to get rid of that bow. But I I shot too many good bucks in a really short amount of time with that thing. And in by the time I was I got a new bow, I'm like, what am I going to get out of this? A couple hundred bucks? Maybe right. 300 bucks? That's I'm like, like the, nope, keeping it forever. Yeah, yep. that's why I went back and forth with the Hoyt. And I'm like, I'm going to pass it down to the kid. But right now he's got that bear apprentice too. And we're getting yeah. him set up. And he's shooting good. and yeah, he oh. shot out there too. Yeah, yeah. He, he was shooting. All, he was shooting at like seventy yards with us. Yeah, he's was, <laughs> was awesome. How old is he? Nine years old. Nine years old. Yeah, he. Dude, I was hoping he hit that forty yard. <laughs> no, how fun? So we were all shooting twenty yards was nothing. He smoked it, and we're talking when we were playing the game knockout. So we were stepping back in ten yard increments. He shot one. Were we at forty? Did he hit one at forty? Yeah, right. He yep. hit forty. So he like uh, he shot and was just a little shy. And we're like, all right, come on, man, come on. We're and all we, encouraging him. We, like, we got a crowd. Yeah. Shoots and we had a paper plate up there, and you can just you can hear when the paper plate hits it because it was kind of like a loose. different sound. Yeah, yeah. And you just sinks it right in the middle. Everyone goes nuts. <laughs> yeah. We're just like yeah, cheering him on. Blast, man. He had a smile. He couldn't wait to get home and tell his mom and stuff. He. I want to do 50. I want to do 60. I mean, oh, he yeah. all the way out there. As long as many times as he would let us fling arrows, man, he wanted to fling them. And, oh, yeah. And that's awesome, you know? getting kids into it. and yeah. They're having fun oh, with dude, it. Oh, dude, he's so, going to yeah. be a little Daniel Boone, dude, shooting arrows. He was over there picking up dead snakes. He's like, look what I found. Right, got yeah. no oh, he threw that in my face, yeah. dude. Your kid, your kid almost got punched right in the mouth. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. I'll put it. He's like, he's got it with the stick, and you're like, all right, go put it in the you grass. Know you know what's funny, He'll change around. You'll punch him in the mouth, and he will punch you right back. Yeah, I was going to say, that kid would have beat Ass, oh, dude, dude, I would have Falcon punched him, man. He would have gone no. away. He's my second junior paratrooper. The oldest one just graduated. And he's, he's oh, he would have gone to the uh, the little bear pit, the cub pit. Oh, yeah. Steve. Cub pit. This kid would give you a run for every every dollar you have, which I, is not dude, many. I, but yeah, well, he thought he could. He would have out about shoot six you. Bucks. He'd out wrestle. He'd grapple you. Come at me like a spider monkey. No, he. Oh, yeah. He I'm jacked uh, up a Mountain Dew. Yeah. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Um, so. I kept looking at Eugene. I'm like, this kid is going to be insane. He's nine. He's nine. Just turned ten. Dude, Dude. I started shooting him. Well, how many I girlfriends he has four. he got right now? Nah, we're staying away from the girls. Yeah. Constant focus that you know focus about. Focus on Bo. Yeah, that you know archery. About. Probably got. <laughs> I learned this new saying today, and I shouldn't even say it, but it is funny. And I sorry, ladies, that's just for joke. But say it. Women get crazy one time a year for 365. Ah, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely crazy. It is One true. day out of the year for 365 days. I, no, I really do think that that kid, you started him at the right time and you're doing it right because I think, you know, I don't have kids and I do want kids and they will get into archery and, you know, I'll see if they like it. They don't want to do it. They don't have to do it. But I think you just, you did it at the right time and you're not like pressuring them like, oh, you got to do this. You oh, just he bugs me to shoot. He loves it. So I let him, if he like, if he wants to do it, I let him do it. You yeah. Know? Instead of because when you force them to do it, then they hate it. Yeah, right. they're going to start to hate yeah. it. Exactly. When he was four years old, we used to sit down in the garage and I'd have a couple of Miller lights then. You mm-hmm. know, Miller lattes. Miller lattes. <laughs> Gene Miller yeah. drinking Miller. Yeah, lattes. I sponsored my own name very well. <laughs> That's right. I bought a couple cars for Rusty Wallace. I guarantee. You. <laughs> <laughs> but those days, are, those days.
days are done, but I sponsored them well back in the day. Uh, but I used to sit out there in the garage and just drink a couple of beers. We had a target set up in the winter and stuff, you know. It's about eight yards and had a little, uh, man, I don't even know what it was, one of those golden archeries, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would just sit there and. We got four holes, and we still got them today in the garage door. We missed oh, the target. Yeah. We got oh, a couple yeah. holes through, but uh, he just loves shooting them. He'd always bug me. And then a couple years ago, well, three years ago, I bought him that Bear Apprentice for his, uh, that's awesome, his man. seventh birthday, I think Keep that bow forever, man. Oh, yeah. Keep that bow forever. You know, and that's such a bow that's so diverse for kids and yeah. stuff. It could grow. It goes Is that from, a real adjustable one? Yeah, 15 oh, yeah. inches to 27-inch. You know, yeah. we shoot a 27-inch, I think up to 60 pounds, 20 to 60 pounds. That's incredible. That, that's, that's something, awesome. um, you know, uh, Mission does uh, really well with the bows yeah. they got for the kids. I can't think of the name of it, but, yeah, just the adjustability of how much yeah. you can – you can make that because, you know, kids are going to grow an inch in like three days, you yeah. know, or I'll oh, change yeah. his draw link probably twice a summer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you I know, can I, imagine. Well, they I grow like weed. Like a, yeah. What's he pulling right now? Um, you know, tomorrow, actually, when we, we go to the bow shop, we're going to, I'm going to see, I, I need to get a scale, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I've got a bow trainer with the rubber bands we've been working on. I've been pra- having a practice with, he's doing the 40 pounds on there. Yeah. Cause he can't, he can't go hunting until he could pull 40 pounds yeah right and, but, uh, but 12, i don't though, want him hunting until he can pull 45 yeah and shooting good when i'm not worried about the shooting good because he's already oh yeah good. i was well, gonna have, say nothing my, to worry about have my little man take a little yeah. creatine oh yeah they get all pumped up <laughs> man pumped I, up. gene i really do think you know it, that kid loves art he loves archery i was so impressed i kept turning i'm like dude he's gonna be it's mind-blowing yeah, it's well he was shooting you know, 70 yards I enjoy it and he you know he's bugging me dad can we shoot today nah you know i got him old and stuff and hey all right hey let's grab the bows because we keep them in the garage set right. up so if we keep them cased and it's hard to drag them out and all that we keep them exposed right there in the garage for the yeah. time hey grab them let's go out step outside the garage got yeah. the target set up and we can shoot you know that's and a good tip actually yeah. like yeah. um because I used to do that, like I didn't really have a spot to hang my bow, and I'm yeah, like, leave your bow out. Yeah, then you're you're more coerced to grab it and shoot it. That's what Cam Haynes does. Like if you ever it's like in the center of his house. Yeah, if you ever had the in your house DVD, which uh, Hoyt in your house, Hoyt in your house. I watched out to Scott that. Clark. <laughs> I, I watched that, and he's like, dude, I just keep my bow right here because he goes out every night and just shoots. And Kurt's got his bow hanging out, so go out and shoot ten arrows. It takes ten minutes. Yeah, and, and, and if I, you want, go ahead, Gene. I was just saying, I, you know, I built one of those PVC pipe holders, you know. Yeah, and yeah, I I absolutely. added wheels to mine, so yeah. I could keep my stuff on I it. I could slick. drag it out, you know, right yeah. out the garage. It rolls on the gravel. Set it down. I got my twenty yard mark right there. I mean, it's right outside the garage to the target. Yeah, and well, I'm just walking. I get off work. I'm walking in with my lunchbox. Nobody's home yet. I'll set it down. I grab the bow because it's right there. Mm-hmm. Drag the thing out. I'll fling, you know, twenty arrows just yeah. to stay muscle memory and like put it's it up nothing. and go in. You know, change my work boots off and shout out to uh, our good buddy Trevor Schmidt. Um, he, we put a post on Facebook today. He's planting food plots. He uh, he texted me. He's like, man, I've been shooting like a hundred arrows a day. And That's you know, awesome. so for some people, they're like, "Oh, what?" Well, but for a working class guy, Trevor works his ass off. Oh, so for yeah. him to come oh, home yeah. and shoot 100 oh, arrows yeah. a day is, is is a big deal. I uh, feel really guilty that I haven't shot as much as I should been uh, should be. I got mine out the other day, and man, I was playing with my sidebar. And Gene, you uh, shoot an elite as well, and I shoot the synergy right now. And I had my sidebar on the bottom hole um, on the elites. If you guys aren't familiar, they have the um, the threads for a stabilizer on the back side of the riser. They got two spots for it. Two spots, yep. There's a lower spot, and then there's a higher spot closer to the rest, or closer to your grip. 
And uh, so I had it on the bottom one, just kind of experimenting when we did our shoot. That's why I shot the whole time. And uh, I got I was watching Levi Morgan's uh, what's the game break tips on YouTube. Highly yep. recommended. Yep. That guy's so knowledgeable, man. I watch those things on loop, and I watch the same ones over and over again. But um, what's up? Oh, I'm just listening to you wanting a beer. Oh, that's what you're doing here. Um, so I move Gene's like, man, I moved mine up. I saw we have a, like a group chat. Like, I moved mine up on the upper threads and it made a huge difference. So I'm like, well, I'll give that a shot. I did that and it balanced. I sat there cause the, my sidebar, I was like the different clicks and it made a huge difference. And I was drawing my bow back, closing my eyes and then opening my eyes and looking at the bubble. And I'm like, it's dead center. Yeah, it's a different Perfect. feel. You know, that's something new to me too. I, you know, growing up, I had a six inch doinker. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's my life. It just but sounds. It funny. was more to <laughs> It still sounds funny. Every it time sounds. Say. Oh yeah, you got a lot. Oh, they still have them at wait, both wait, shops. Wait. Did the, you have that before you hit puberty or what? Before, right before puberty? Well, they, they, they still have those like type of stabilizers in the boxes at bow shops. Just I don't know, they're like six bucks a piece. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's more to kill vibration than it is for stabilization. And that's all it was, you know. And that's all. That's what I shot for a lot of years, along with the pendulum and the whisker yeah. biscuit, and that's what I was stuck oh, on. Oh yeah. You know? I mean, so. A lot of people when I still finally shoot. upgraded, and I thought, you know, well, listen, you guys, just all this stuff, it just inspired me. You know, I'm ready to try new stuff. I want to expand my ranges and stuff. So I yeah. got that elite because I tried one last summer at the Bone Shed. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, my shoulders are getting bad. I'm like, I just couldn't believe the feel and stuff. Yeah. So I expanded with, the, you know, took what I knew with all the antiquated equipment and my skill and just shooting with that stuff. Yeah. Now putting this new bow in my hand and, and trying stabilizers long, you know, that 10 inch on the front and i'm okay now i'm gonna try the back one you know there must be something to it yeah but i put it on the top one first and i'm like just didn't feel right i still have a bad creep when i uh uh aim at the target and stuff i have a drip down you know so yeah. I thought back bar is gonna your pin's falling that. out that's yep. mine was doing the same thing so i moved it down below and then i put a bunch of weights on it and i and it helped me draw it back and i was holding it up a lot better mm-hmm but now this thing was just heavy. I'm like, oh, now I can't shoot as long. And I was backed it down to 60 pounds. And then, you know, I'm like. That changes your sight tape. I'm and... going to take, yep, had to change my sight tape again and new arrows. And, okay, I'm going to try putting this thing up here, and I'm going to take the weight off. And once I did, it was like, whew, it lightened it back up. Mm-hmm. It felt so much better. I was just, I was like a tack driver then. And it's, right. now it, you really have to tinker with it to find your sweet spot. Everybody's yeah. kind of different. But, but, you know, every day, like a day tinkering trying to get your bow set up versus a day of not setting your bow up. You know, there's, there's nothing that beats it. You know, you're just out there, you know, you're shooting and yeah, you know, if, if, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And you know, sitting there working on your bow, it'll get frustrating. Like, I I don't know what it was. You know, I remember a couple, uh, a couple months ago, you know, I was, I was shooting really, really well, and then just I think I took a two-week break. Like, I was shooting probably 60 arrows three times a week, and I took a maybe week-and-a-half break, and I, I I felt like I could never, ever get it back. I Well, but hold on. I want to make a point, though. You saying that, too, and I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, and if someone knows what I'm talking about, please email us, workingclassbowhunter at gmail, and just let me know or hit us up on Facebook, whatever, because I almost – I see what you're saying for sure. You should practice as much as possible. But for me, I'm so mental in the archery game where I over-evaluate myself and I like I, I overthink things and then I try not to touch my bow when I do that because I know what kind of what mindset I'm in. Yeah, put it away. But yeah, I've done that. Yep, put it away. And you're just gonna battle yourself. But I've had it to where 
you know, I, I shoot like last year for a period of time. I shot almost every day last year, and I shot maybe too much to the point where I overevaluated, and I started to go from good to worse. You start chasing your pins. You start making adjustments yeah. when you uh-huh. really need to. So what I did was buying new sights. I put my <laughs> my bow down for probably three weeks and picked it back up, and it was like a, a beautiful reset, yeah. and I was just good again. But it's almost like. Yeah, practice makes perfect, but how they always say perfect practice makes perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah, you know, listen, Levi Morgan, he'll say, dude, if you go out there, you can do like a one arrow. Like if you go to shoot, like you're going to shoot that day, you know, you want practice and you shoot an inside out X, put your bow away. All right, no, was it but Christian Barry said that too. Well, yep. everyone, Barry, there's yeah. a, been a lot of archer experts that say, you know, you come out, you shoot 10 arrows and they're all money. Sometimes you just got to pack up and go home and come back tomorrow. Even though re- you want to shoot, Reflect on what you, know? you did, but think, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll sit there and think, too, okay, I try to pull back each time, and each time I pull back, I'm thinking differently. Okay, is my form right? Am I anchored right? Right. But not hold it too long to when I'm shaky, because then you better let it down rather than let it go, because then you're going to, oh, man, I yanked that. And, yeah. You know, some days I'm spot on. I'm just bam, bam, bam. I'm like texting you guys, oh, man, look at oh, this. Yeah. And then right. the next day I'm like, Jeez, I'm doing this and making these changes, you know. And okay, you know, put it's, it away. It's a beautiful right. thing about archery because yeah. it's like one day you you can't miss. Like I shot, well, I, actually, I, I don't know what I did. I my elbow's been locking up on me for some reason. I don't know why, but I was shooting and I woke up the next day and my left elbow was locked. And I don't know what I did different, but any but I shot really well. And I shoot thin kinetic gold tip kinetic uh, arrows, and they were all touching, you know. And I'm like. That, well, that's when I was playing with that back bar, and I'm like, man, awesome. So I'm doing my first 3D shoot of the, of the year this weekend out in Sycamore, <laughs> Illinois. So if you guys are going to be Sycamore DeKalb area, um, just outside of uh, Naperville, Illinois, actually, um, shoot an email. We'll, yeah. we'll meet up and shoot. But uh, you know, I think I, I think I want to touch on on that. You know, real quick. Um, <clears throat> you know, when you go out to shoot, I mean, obviously, if you got a troubled mind, you shoot your bow. And don't worry about where the arrow hits. Just just shoot your bow. Um, but if you got a, like a clear mind, or you're just really having a good time, like me, uh, Gene had this had this release. I'm like, oh, dude, I've always wanted to shoot one of those. You had the wise guy, um, the yeah. like that spot hog. Cam Haynes shoots guy. that release. I Cam love Hain- it. And I was like, man, that's that's uh, that's odd. I want to. Can I shoot it? And you're like, all right, yeah, we got a little time before you had to take off. Um, you know, when I shot one arrow and i was like oh okay that was you know not there where i was looking you know just i just wanted to try out the release i shot two more arrows that touched i'm surprised i didn't knock oh, the yeah. fledge off one of yours and uh, i grouped them tight man that it was just pretty slick it's a slick release and you know the thing that you know to touch on what we were talking about i didn't go into it thinking you know oh man i'm trying this out let me see if i can just shoot and that was the same thing, you know, when I when I Robin Hooded that arrow. I was just trying something, you know. I w- like, you know, so if I can give this advice to you guys, you know, stop focusing on the X. I mean, obviously it's an important thing if you're shooting for Xs, but, like, if you want to go shoot, you know, the equipment's going to get it done. You just need to put the arrow on the dot. It's a mindset. That's, that's all you mm-hmm. need to do. You know, all you need to do is put that pin right there and just shoot. Did I try to Robin Hood an arrow? No. I just let the bow shoot itself. Yep. I just right. happened to be pulling it. And, and that's that's half the fun. 
you know, I've gotten to the point too. Some days I get real critical because, especially when I was just trying to learn this site and set up the tape, so I can now sit back and just have fun. Right. And I'll right. go there, and I don't care if I fling. You know, if I'm shooting in a in a Python, I'm I'm happy. You know, especially oh, yeah, right absolutely. now at thirty, forty, fifty yards, because I've never you know expanded my ranges that way. But yeah. Just to sit out there now, I'll grab six arrows. I got six of them. Boom, boom, boom. Fling them. And I'll go, well, okay, that one's out. That one's great. I could tell. I got them numbered, so I, I'll shoot them in the, just so I can know when I release it. Yeah, I could tell I flinched on that one. Yeah. And then when I go down and look, yeah, number two, there it is. It's outside. But yeah, you got to you know? number in your arrows is going to Well, you can tell you. if it's consistently out. Right. And then, yeah, yeah. Right. always number one, two, three, four, five, because sometimes you get down there like – which one was that again? Was that? So shoot them yeah. in that sequence too. Don't just grab my quiver. Right. <laughs> you know, number one. Yeah. No. Oh, well, After you I, shoot I, it, reflect on it. You know. Then I grab yeah. number two. I shoot it. I reflect on. Okay. Did how to feel? No. Mm-hmm. Then when I go down, you know, the truth is on the target. Oh yeah, I did. Absolutely. I yanked on that. Isn't one. it such you know? a mental Absolutely. game though? Because you know when, say arrow one, you draw, you anchor, and you know you try to your aperture from your peep to your to your scope housing around your pen on your sight. You try to match that up or whatever. Everything you're doing, your grip, how you're gripping it, where you're bringing your string to your faces. You got if you have a brass knock, a kisser button, uh, the, the tip of your nose, whatever. You think about that in the first arrow, and then do you ever? And, and let me know if you ever do this. You put your second arrow on, and you draw it back. And you're like, wow, this feels a little different. Did I line that up just like this? Okay, let me try lining it up just per. And it's like, well, that feels a little different. And you shoot, and it's like, wow, man, what? Ex- There's so much to remember. It's Practice, practice with consistency in your form because that's really what is going to make you a better shot. If your form is inconsistent, it's going to be hard to be perfect, you know. But if you're doing the same thing every time, it's just there's so much to it that you would never think about, you know. Yep. See, I get back pretty good with my anchor point. I think I'm fairly consistent with that now. Right. It's my grip or my, uh, you know, pulling off my release. It's usually my triggers. Punching the know, trigger. Punching the trigger. It's kind right. of funny that we're talking about this, too, in this bow hunting World magazine here. I picked out this article. It says, Serious Practice Sessions for Better End-Season Success. Is that, all, is that everything we're talking about? Is it, yeah. It, it pretty much hits everything. What's, you know, what's says, the ad right below it? Oh, that's the HHA. Look at that. Optimizer. See, there you go. Yeah, Look at that. Yeah, Optimizer King. <laughs> so do yeah. you like? Do you absolutely, absolutely love that site? Because I, I got sold on that the the last episode or two episodes ago. I do. And, I mean, I could say the other one I was looking at, does that even matter? Or, yeah, go ahead. Because uh, the other one I was looking at was the Spot Hog uh, Fast Eddie. I was looking at the Fast Eddie, mm-hmm. the, the Hog Father. Great I was looking sites. at all the HHAs. Yeah. And, you know, okay, now do I want the HHA optimizer? Do I want the optimizer light? Do I want the kingpin? And I went with the ultra light because of the diversity, you know, that you can still shoot out the 80 yards with that. Um, I do shoot a little slower bow and a smaller draw length. So with what I'm shooting now, my my tape only goes to 70, but mm-hmm. I can still get some slack in my wheel where I can still get it out to 75. But mm-hmm. that's not a concern to me, you know. But the quality, well, I mean, you're never gonna everything shoot that I was looking back and forth, both of them, man, they were they had great machining. They used uh, good aluminums and all that mechanic stuff, but they just they just stuck out to me. They, right. uh, you know, I started, like I said, reading the reviews and looking at the mechanics, and I start seeing, okay, what broke? What what happened to this guy? What did this guy yeah. like? You know, mm-hmm. and those opinions are like, you know, hotel ratings. You know, yeah. If someone sees a cockroach. Someone says it's the cleanest room they ever seen. Yeah, know? that's a good <laughs> so way been, to compare. Been there, yeah. been, been there. there. Uh, ATA show. <laughs> ask me how. Ask me how I know. But, but I did. I started watching videos and this and that, and watching the testing on it and stuff. I'm like, 
this is the one I want and for the price, and I couldn't be any happier. Yeah. Like, because yeah, I know you, you probably sure. haven't dealt with the customer service, but like since you heard that podcast, like were you not sold on that? They they do it out of a, like a house. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that, that. You know, nuts? that like, alone to me is like that changed my whole outlook. I love a mom and pop. Dude, shop. they're still writing. Anything, like, yeah, the made mom in America, and pop. Like, mom's still long. writing the invoices at two yep. in the morning. Right. I, that to, handwriting to me, that, invoices. Oh, that blew my awesome. mind, dude. It, like, it, uh, I, I, that sold me right there. I would like it. You sure. know, I, I knew we were getting. You know the them up and i did my homework and I, like i started the more and more i looked into them i was like dude well the thing why is, didn't that like why didn't i look into it this before and then you know after that podcast it was like there's no way man well i've you know, heard nothing cover, but good cover things sent, that was the same thing i 15 years or so ago mm-hmm. i mean i was up late one night i think i was on second shift or something watching hunting channels and this commercial came on and clearly they, working hard yeah and they <laughs> you know it's late at night and like man, that just sounds great. And I call him up. I think I was talking to the dude in the barn on the farm, you know, and uh-huh. and they, you know, sent me the two for like fourteen ninety five, and now what, it's like sixty it? bucks. Evercom. Oh really? Oh, oh yeah. so you're OG Evercom? Yep. Yeah. When it first OG. came out, so I, I mean, I ordered it directly from them in Michigan, you know, and yeah, and then they, uh, well, they got big, and obviously for a great reason, but. Yeah, I know. Uh, Eric it was experiment with Evercom, and I love it. I, I, I do like it. it. I do like. I think. I think Eric lied to us. I think we brought his buck instead of. I think he rubbed Evercom all over it. No, trust that deer, me. That deer you know, I've been like through Evercom. that scene too of different stuff, especially when cover since started first really coming and stuff. And yeah, you, you know, you can go back to the old days too, where you would stand in the fire and leave the fire burning so the smoke would cover. You know, I've been through the yeah. deer since sticks. Oh, yeah. and the all old that. deer dander, Fitzgerald. Yeah. Shout out deer to them dander. Guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Fitzgeralds will be on soon. I just waiting. Love it makes sense. You know? oh, I love those guys, and that's how this stuff was. So. But you know that's the stuff, the products I like. I like right. people that can that are made in the USA and they're right. they're you know down to earth, good people. Yep. You can't beat that. That's what you want in every company. You know what I mean? It's it's just I don't know. I, they were they were stamping them out. You know, one every second and built in China and sent over here with yeah. like paint on it. I wouldn't Not the even same. consider it. Not the same. Right. Well, the right. thing is, it's like I always knew HHA was good, and I, I did. Every, I see it everywhere. Our good buddy Tim shoots HHA. A lot of people, uh, you know, Logan HHA. A lot of people I know shoot HHA. And I've always seen it in magazines, like, both side of the year, boom, got the... Well, yeah, uh, voted number one single-pin site 12 years in a row running. Yep. You know, last year, I didn't look at any... I just I was stuck in my ways. I didn't look at other sites. Yeah, I saw them in the magazines, but I didn't, like, yeah. two two seconds at them, you know? Right. And I sure didn't go out and look at the price. And then when I started doing I'm like, holy cow, man, people really pay this for, what, a site? You yeah, know? right. Oh, it's worth then it, I got though, to man. Look, yeah. Then once I started looking at it, and what I, okay, this opens up my doors. To well worth it, and, though, right? Oh, well, think this, a lifetime warranty. Best money I spent. You yeah, buy you that drop site. Drop it out of your truck or forever. Um, yeah, we, do anything. We, we talked after you that. Back uh, over it with your truck. Mark, <laughs> hey Mark. What's <laughs> up? Uh, after that, uh, Mark shoots a HHA kingpin too. Um, after that episode, like um, you know, we got the phone with Scott, and I was like, "Dude, that dude loves Wisconsin." And you know, we started talking about like Wisconsin every, people love it. There's like nobody else you ever meet. Like there's a, you know, you see some of the Iowa native stickers, but like dude, there's no. Anytime you meet somebody from Wisconsin, you'll know they're from Wisconsin. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, the fact that it was like. Dude, you have that much love for your state, like that's baller. You know what I mean? Like I love that. You never find out if someone's from Illinois. Like you're from Illinois. Yeah. No, are you from Chicago? That's why people don't say you're <laughs> no, from Illinois. No, you know you don't ask people, "Are you from Wisconsin?" Uh, I'm from Wisconsin. Or is that Green Bay right there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> no, everywhere I went. That's funny you say that. No matter where I went, and all my buddies I talked to, you know, 
Uh, where are you from? Illinois. Ah, Chicago, huh? No, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm not seven hours away from that in Carbondale. <laughs> um, it's like, um, yeah, you know how long Illinois is? You know, it's yeah. it's the long, it's like the longest. It's state the most California, boring but, state to drive through. Well, I can tell you that. There's probably worse, I'm sure, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Get, there's road construction every. Getting to the second. end of the ropes here, but I want to make a point real quick. Like, how beautiful is archery that? It, like what you were saying, you got inspired. I don't know if it was from our podcast or whatever, what, however yeah. you mentioned it, but it's like everyone gets together. We shoot our bows. We talk about this. I don't know. This is our third pa- third podcast this week. Man, I've lost track. Yeah. You know, and it's like we you can just talk about it with anyone. It brings people together. It's fun. It challenges you. It brings you and your kid closer together. Right. It gives them something to do. It's a beautiful thing. And without it, I don't know what the hell I'd be doing. You know what I mean? Without this podcast, I'd probably we be, know each other. None I'd probably would. be getting free sauce from Taco Bell on their pro staff. <laughs> yeah, it's a different bonding and stuff. It, it really you is. Can share something with everybody, and everybody has something to share yeah. about it. Yeah. You if know? you if you meet a new person, they're into hunting. You're gonna talk yeah. to them for at least three hours. It's mm-hmm. a family, and that's the thing with our shoots, man. And I guess really, if you want to break it down, that's basically the reasoning behind our whole podcast. It was a group of friends that got together because we like to shoot bows and hunt. And we're like, let's do a podcast, we'll talk about it once a week. It's hunting camp once a week that we get to have, even out of bow season. We still we talk to people we look up to, get our friends on there. We make friends with people we look up to. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, I want to thank just everyone for listening, and it, it really means a lot. It actually it, it it means really, a ton to us. It really does. It actually, if I think about it too deep like that, I start to get emotional, so I'm going to steer back off of it. But it it really does. It, like, it hits me deep. and I Especially the hashtag... Bush Latte Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, dude, that was awesome. A little tear just ran down my cheek oh, yeah. when I saw that. I laughed I my like, ass off when I see that. Kurt, Kurt licked it up, and he's like, yep, Bush Latte. Yeah, <laughs> Bush Latte. Thanks, guys. So, uh, yeah, dude, it's it's definitely something. You know, get your kids into it. Get your family into it, dude. You won't be disappointed. Like, I always love when people, you know, start shooting. Like, Brandon, you're at the range, and people are like, this is our first time doing it. It's like, Oh, you guys are going to be in your for your first three months of it. Oh, you can't get enough of it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's why when we have our shoots, it's like everyone come out. Like I, I text everyone I know that even has a bow, even if I know they probably haven't picked it up. I'm like, man, grab your bow, let's go out and shoot. And I always get there's two different people for sure. Man, I'll be there, and that's our close group of friends, and that's our frequent guests on the podcast. We right. keep close because it makes us close. You come out to shoot, see, mm-hmm. it's a different bond of it's a different friendship, and it, you get the guys that are like they think. Well, I have a bow, but I haven't shot forever. I always get this response. Well, I can't shoot with you guys. I haven't shot for a long time. I'm like, dude, no one cares. Yeah, literally. Like, like come out and like shoot. Like, we give each other a hard time, but if you need help with something, we're going to be right. Yeah. We'll jump right and, in and know, help you. Uh, I've said it before, you know, like, you, you shoot around guys like that, like, take it super serious like we all do. Like, not we, all, we all love. Well, no, well, no, no. Super, like, too. Uh, okay. No, not too seriously. I'm talking like we want to just continue to be better. Not right. guys that are like. Huh, watch me hit this X, you know? Right. But like, well, those people get cut out naturally. Yeah. You know? the, the people who take it like super, it's so like, dude, we, we want to better ourselves and everybody else. Like when you hang out with them, you become a better shot. And, um, you know, we it's came true. out, came out to our shoot, uh, Logan Parchlow or uh, part, Parchlow, Partlow. Couldn't say that. She came out and like, she was shooting and everything. And she goes, dude, you guys make me just want to shoot so much better. And you know, you just start yeah. hanging around with people. Um, and that's what that's how Gene got into it. Yeah, too. and that's how Gene got into it. Yards and, nope. It's it it becomes so much fun, and then yeah, sometimes there is that kind of 
you know, you want to start practicing. You're like, all right, when's the next time we're going to see you guys? Because I got yeah. something for you. You know what I mean? See, I'm still considered. I still consider myself an amateur hunter, or am, not amateur hunter, amateur shooter. Yeah, you know, I do I, too. There's always something to learn. There's always still something to try. Oh, yeah. There's new techniques, and for sure, I tell you, until I started actually getting out and shooting with other people, and hey, you know, having. Can you see what I'm doing wrong, or you yeah. know, watching oh, yeah. other people oh, and their sure. technique? That's also how you learn. That's how if, you yeah. grow. Yeah, if, if you're ever having problems shooting at the archery range, either Have someone's someone going to see you. you, oh yeah, or someone who's shooting is going to be like, ah, you're doing what I did uh, three years ago. I've never ran Changes. into a group of people though, like at a local range. I mean, you're, there's the exceptions, you know, but I never <laughs> ran into someone that's like not willing to help you know have the time yeah. they are i'm just like i don't even want you to help me anyway if you're just going to be a dick the whole time yeah. but it's like everyone for the most part's pretty good and i don't know it's a different ball game I, I i respect the tournament side of archery and i will get into it probably here pretty soon but uh, you know i mean when i when i say that i mean like separate both separate everything like I'll, i'm going to be doing both and trying to compete maybe maybe a little i'll dabble in it but i'm not gonna i just i don't know I, I want to try my first 3D shoot. I, that's something I've always wanted to do yeah. too, but I never expanded my horizon well, with well, the pendulum. Have you never been on a 3D shoot? No. So yeah, and, I'll I, and the son's gonna that's that's gonna be our oh. thing that we're gonna do this summer. Dude, so you're gonna get him oh, a I just got him a new sight on his, you know, and he's got a slider sight now, so we can adjust his different things. And yeah, and well, uh, I'm giving my other 10 inch B stinger. I'm, I'm and telling you, you're opening, do you're one this opening year. a Pandora's box. Uh, I hope so. Gene, Sunday, we're going to Sycamore. Yeah, this weekend's out. I'm, I'm you definitely going to do the regions when they come to Davenport, and we've you know, got a couple other ones we're going to. You know where you yeah. need to go. You need to go up to Mor. Well, don't don't start off with that. It's a really nice no, course. No, it'd be fine. No, go to Morrison. Oh, yeah. The you Long Grove it. shoot. We're going to try to go out to that one. Hey, if you do call me, I'm like two minutes away. Oh, okay, that's a fun. Well, shoot. I know where, yeah, where you're at. Yep. Uh, you well, know, guys, but, I think that uh, this was a really good episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Really I had fun. a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I appreciate you guys having me on here. It's always fun. And Thanks for coming, Gene. Well, we had no choice. You told us uh, if we didn't have you on, you were going to uh, punch us with uh, soap and socks. We're going to so. go out to the bear pit. <laughs> yeah, the bear, <laughs> the bear I pit. I think you two still got to settle some conflict yeah. resolution out back in the bear me, pit. Yeah. Me done, and Steve are going to go bare knuckle box <laughs> in the backyard here. I was like, dude, we can't do that in front of Gene. Gene's like... Yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch, I'll watch anything. <laughs> so me and Steve are going to go uh, settle our differences in Sherrard here in the alley. All right, so Steve's going to go on the run for uh, murder, so uh, I will um, – this is the last podcast. Steve might guys. actually make that sprint to the bar, huh? It's, yeah. All right, yeah, I was going to say run to where. Steve's not running anywhere. No. I said on the run. That means I'm on something that's running like yeah, a I motor. Got, I got the video. He did run 100 yards. Not 100. Oh, well. that's right. That yeah. was 100 yards. Oh, we got to oh, post 100 that. yards down and back. That's 200 we gotta yards, post homie. That. Yeah. And, and jumped and a target. Hurled two hurdled, targets. Right. Yep. I hurled two block targets. So I so I saw I got oh I got gosh. proof. He sprinted. <laughs> I Guys. do want to shoot. One like if you come out to a shoot, Steve will sprint once. Like that's yeah. all guarantee. Kurt, Kurt do it. End him. All right, Steve's cut off. Gene, you got anything else you want to add? No, nah, thank you guys. It's always great. And thank you, man. Guys, it's uh, always fun. We'll keep hoping everybody listens. Oh yeah. Eric, you got anything to add? I'm good. Guys, next episode we are attempting a listener call-in show. We uh, we're, we're gonna try do that, it early. We're gonna try that. It's gonna be a Saturday morning at eight a.m. is what we're planning. If Steve will get here on time, um, we'll we're gonna spend in the we'll night, see. homie. We're gonna have some loyal uh, listeners calling in. We're gonna talk to them in some segments and uh, chop it all into an episode and see how it goes. And I'm sure it'll go well. We'll do a couple more too. So if you want on, just 
let us know. Email us, workingclassbowhunter at gmail, uh, workingclassbowhunter.com. Um, Facebook, Instagram, hit us up. It, we're easy to get a hold of. Well, yeah, know? and if you haven't figured it out, we can talk about anything. Yeah, I mean. It, we're, open the, to, we're open to anything. Yeah, we don't care. For sure. If, if anything, you have a comment, if you want to call you us a question, anything. Questions, yeah. comments, concerns, workingclassbowhunter.com. Find the contact info. Thank you, Steve. There you go. All right, guys. You know what to do. You, you better go shoot your bow, especially after this episode. We love you. Bye. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.